Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello there. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Not too bad. Guess what? What? We've only gone and done a podcast. Have we? Yeah, we're doing it right now. Oh, I didn't know. Well, what did you think I was doing when I got the microphone out? I don't know. I just love the sound of my own voice. Yeah, unfortunately you do. But um, no, we're doing a podcast. Okay, then hello everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Hiya. Um, so I'm Ben. And I'm Ben. Okay, that's going to get really confusing quite quickly. Shall we do your Spanish name? Okay. Let's go again then. Hiya, I'm Ben. And I'm Benja. Okay. Now, I, I have to make a confession. We've been together nearly three years now. Yes. And I cannot really pronounce your name. Let's practice. Is that okay? Yeah. We'll do that now. Um, so you are called Benja. Mm, no. Benya? Uh, no. Okay, count me. So, it's Benja. Imagine saying hospital, letter H, hospital, happy. Homosexual. Exactly. Now Just, we're talking. Exactly. Just imagine pronouncing the letter H and just adding a little bit to it. Okay. Not a lot, a little bit. Benja. That's a lot. Benja. That's lower volume, but still the same. <laughs> but okay, I'll try Benja. Benja. Okay, that's much better. But it still sounds like when I say your name, I'm about to be sick. Oh, that's the most romantic thing you've ever said to me. Exactly. Like when I say my boyfriend's name, I want to chunder. Yeah. So we've done the name thing. Yes. I'm from York, which is a city in the northeast of uh, England. Uh, fun fact about York. We do love a fun fact. It is perfectly legal to shoot a Scotsman with a bow and arrow within the confines of the medieval city walls, but not on a Sunday. Okay, so only with a bow and arrow? Only with a bow and arrow. I can't use a gun, a spear, anything no, like no, that. No, 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 and not on a Sunday. And not on a Sunday, good. Because I, to be fair, I only go out with my bow and arrow on such days. So, oh, well, there you're yeah. fine. And yeah. um, it's got to be a Scotsman. Okay, it's got to be a Scotsman. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and I am from the city of Rosario in Argentina, which is the uh, city where the Argentinian flag was first recent. What's the word that you use? Hoisted, to... I guess. Okay. Yeah, you're the English speaker, so... Yeah, <laughs> well, barely. <laughs> no, okay. uh, yeah, so it was where the city where the Argentinian flag was first used. Yeah, let's leave. Let's <laughs> shine. Shined. Waved. Exactly. <laughs> All of that. I quite like hoisted, though. Okay. I, I, I like saying hoisted. Okay. Let's it's a nice word hoisted. to say. And you can practice the hey. <laughs> hoisted. Yeah, exactly. So we should probably say that we are a couple. Are we? Last time I checked, we are. Okay, good. <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad we've clarified something. Um, and we live together in uh, Warwickshire in England, which is famous as being the county where um, William Shakespeare is from. And of course, he's where we are from. Oh, yeah, of course, totally. That's what all the kids are talking about, the fact that we live here. You know, when we moved to the area, the house prices shot up. Not. 
we need to discuss the name of our podcast. Bareback. Indeed. Well, we are, for all intents and purposes, a gay bear couple. Do you want to explain what a bear is? Yes, so uh, a bear is a a gay man who is probably a little bit heavier, a little bit bigger, a little bit hairier. And in the olden days definition as well, it was like the manly acting gay man. I've got a couple of things to say to you about that one. You're not hairy. And you're not manly. No, come on. Come on. I was going to say... Okay. I was going to say, I've seen you in heels. Yeah, and I've seen you in heels. Yeah, several times. But And that's the thing, is uh, the definition of this manly thing now and this femme, manly and so on, it just doesn't fit reality anymore, that's it. It doesn't fit modern day reality. So we've kind of given ourselves a label, but we don't have a label. We're We're here. We're queer. queer. Yeah, exactly. And bareback, obviously, we've been a little bit naughty with the title because although we've used it as in bear, as in the animal, it does conjure up. So bareback sounds like bareback. Yeah, as in B-A-R-E back. Yes. Now, we do not condone unsafe sex. Of course not. No glove, no love. But it does kind of give the podcast a sexier, you know, spices things up a little bit. To be fair, we just like the name. Yeah. And, you know, for, for all intents and purposes... We're in it for the SEO, you know. And we are two bears looking back. Indeed. And we're going to be looking back at our lives today and how the cultures that we were brought up in have shaped us to be the people that we are and kind of compare and contrast the differences. There are a lot of similarities between British and Argentinian cultures, but there are also lots and lots of differences. And I think that's probably the area where we bicker about the most. Yes, it makes us have a lot of arguments about basically who's better. Yeah. So this podcast is kind of a therapeutic way of us being able to analyse and contrast and compare both our cultures and basically determine which one's the best. Which we know. British. Argentinian. Well, that will remain to be seen. Considering that we introduce ourselves on the podcast, what is going to be our first topic for today? Oh, topic! It's like being back at school. I I feel like a lecturer. So for the first episode, if you like, I thought it would be really useful to rip off the plaster and really take a look at the stereotypes that are perceived on both of our cultures from the other culture, basically, from where we've come from. Okay. And I thought it'd be really good to start with you, because you've lived here now in the UK for six years. Six years. Um, and I know that people have said quite interesting things to you about Argentina. Oh, I have a list. Oh, you got a list? Yeah, of course I have a list. I have a list of the funniest things that I've been told or that I've been asked when I say that I'm Argentinian. And it's probably worth noting that I say that I'm Argentinian probably next to saying my name. It's kind of like in the first 30 seconds, is hi, I'm Ben, I'm Argentinian. It goes... That's the introduction. I suppose it's a bit like me as a gay man. When I meet somebody for the first time, they probably know that I'm gay, but I feel like I kind of have to say it just to kind of relax them so they know that I know that they know that I know that they know. You think they don't know? Well, I don't know. I mean, they might. I I just feel like there's a little chip on my shoulder that I have to get it out there and then we can all relax. Love, the International Space Station in orbit looks down at you and said, yeah, that's homosexual. 
Well, you know, I'm just glad that Nasa's looking over me. Hi, Nasa. So yeah, let's say it's a little bit like that. You're sort of laying the ground rules of what your interactions are, are going to be. And it has uh, meant a few, let's say, funny questions and interactions. So for example, I think probably the weirdest one that I've heard was this girl that when uh, she first knew that I was Argentinian asked, oh, so do you speak Spanish? I always get it confused with Portugal. Mm, she was from Coventry though, wasn't she? Yes. Explains a lot. Geographically challenged people. I once went on a date with somebody uh, from Coventry and they went to Wolverhampton when I said, let's meet in Walsall. Hey, hi Coventry. And then there are certain questions that are just, I don't know, I just take them as funny because when you are asked whether you have buildings. Buildings? I know. Like buildings. actual buildings? Yes. And bear in mind, I come from a city that is uh, a million and a half people, very gentrified. It's, it's pretty much the size of Birmingham. It's just hotter. And a massive river. Very massive river. Less canals, more rivers. I mean, we're talking like oil tankers go down your river. Definitely. Do you remember when we visited and I was sat in that restaurant and this oil tanker literally came past and I ran out and all these people were like, why is that guy like doing a random photo shoot of an oil tanker? Because it was completely normal to them. And I was like, there's this giant ship in my face, you know, while I'm eating my tapas. Yes, they thought you were a lunatic. Oh, thank you very much for that. But I mean, buildings. Yes, buildings. Where, where, where did they think that you live? Like on the floor, like under under some palm leaves or something, or in a hut? I don't know. But to be fair, it kind of goes in line with the next question that someone else, of course, in a different scenario, asked: Do you have paved roads? Paved roads. Yes. Well, how do you get from one town to the other? A mule. I mean, I'm a geographically charged person. Uh, I have to admit, I'm not from Coventry. But I understand that Buenos Aires has the world's widest road. Yes, but maybe it's not paved. Mm, true. You never know. True. And to be fair, I think that whenever you know someone from a from a different country, you use whatever you can to relay. So I've also been asked that if from my house in Argentina, if I looked out the window, if I could see cows. What could you see out your window? The flat across the road. So, I lived in a seventh floor. So basically an uh, air conditioning unit and some net curtains. And no cows. No cows. Yeah, so I think that there's these a little bit of stereotype or, or preconcepts of what people think Argentina looks like. Definitely. But flipping that around, what do people back in Argentina think about Britain and British people? Basically, they think of Britain the same what Londoners think of Britain, so that nothing exists outside of London. And basically, whenever I know people that say, oh, yeah, I really want to go and visit you, so I'll let you know when I'm in London. I say, well, good thing that you let me know, because I'm not going to be there. Yeah, you'll be at William Shakespeare's birthplace. Exactly, because we live in Warwickshire. It's a relatively odd image that we have of British people because we have this like Victorian uh, sort of dress, you know, with like the uh, wire in the bum, making like the bum really big. Or, and the corset. Yeah, exactly. The corset dress and so on. Or like the three piece uh, tweed suit, like sipping tea with your pinky finger up. And it doesn't matter how cool you are, you will always be sipping tea with your pinky up in a three-piece tweed suit. Preach. But then in the 80s particularly, the um, as we are very much a football culture, a lot of news about the hooligans permeated as well. So basically our image of British people is that you are Victorian people in three-piece suits that in the weekends get pissed and smash everything. Mm. 
I mean, they're right about the tea. I love a cup of tea. You do love a cup And of tea. do you remember our first, well, the first time that I stayed at your house? I know. That was ooh, and, awkward. Um, ben had PG tips. Now, this one, as in me, only drinks Yorkshire tea. And I was like, mm, I don't really know if I can continue seeing you. Tea's not much. What happened next time I came round, those pyramid tea bags were out the window and he'd got himself some Yorkshire tea. So I was really, I was, I was really touched actually. I was really touched. It meant oh. a lot to me, did that. I liked you. That's why I bought the tea that you liked. But you did the right thing. Okay. And we never bought beachy tips ever again. No, no. Other tea brands are, of course, available. But... I think that the way, uh, the best way that I can explain the image that at least I had of British people is, have you ever seen uh, The Full Monty? Oh, great film. Well, The Full Monty uh, made it to Argentina. It's a film that, that we watched, uh, but it was fiction. So only when I moved here, I realized that I actually didn't have an image of what real Britain looked like. And... I saw sort of the places that I was visiting and said, this kind of looks like the places in the Full Monty. So I suddenly associated and realized that the Full Monty showed me how real Britain looked like and how real British people looked like and acted and, and what they did. So you think that real Britain is abandoned steelworks and men retraining to be strippers? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I'm glad that we know the level that we're working at here with you. But I think that's the uh, pretty much the concept that we have uh, in our know, of British people, which again, it is very flawed, isn't it? It is very sort of partial. I do feel at this point I have to mention, I wouldn't necessarily say the elephant in the room, and I don't want to go too political, but I know that people have spoken to you while you've been living here in the UK about the Falklands. Indeed, they have. The thing is, is that it has come up a few times and whenever it comes up, uh, the issue around Malvinas or Falklands, how uh, you, you call it, it comes in a couple of ways. The first one is a very empathetic one. It's very much a way of, it was a silly war, a war that never should have happened, a war that only served the political powers of both countries at that time. Um, so a very empathetic uh, way. There's always a, like a cheeky one that wants to make like a cheeky joke uh, about that and kind of says like, oh, we, we have the Falklands. But to be fair, whenever that comes up, they say we have the Falklands and I reply and with, yeah, and we have the hand of God and who's angrier? So you have an equally cheeky response. I'm cheeky, cheeky. Cheeky, cheeky. We're cheeky boys. Well, you wish you were a cheeky boy. I'm you wish you were a cheeky girl. Well, I met the cheeky girls once, Have actually. You? Well, I didn't really meet them. I went to this really low-budget music festival, and they were, I think, one of the headliners. And they came out just before... Literally, they turned up five minutes before their gig. They only did three songs, because I think they've only got three songs. And they came out of this, like, clapped-out old Rover car, you know, kind of car that's not been made in about 20 years. They did... I was at the front. I was the only person at the front um, and was, like, proper raving to the cheeky girls. Were you the only person in the festival? Oh, no, there was about... That? There was a handful of other people there. Okay. So they came off stage and I was like, Gabriella, Monica, you know, come over. I want to speak to you. And they were like, oh, no, sorry, we're, we're running late. We've got we've got to go. And I was I was a bit down, actually. I thought, you know, they could have given a couple of minutes to me at least. Well, maybe they were late. Maybe they needed to start their shift in Ali. I love how we've gone from the Falkland Islands to the Cheeky Girls. I know. It's a good transition. Just like that. Just like that. But for me, I, I remember the Falkland Islands coming up when we had our first holiday 
to Blackpool. And actually, it was just after we'd had almost had our first big argument. We'd not been together for very long. And one of the great things about having a, a boyfriend who's not from the UK is you can basically relive your childhood. Yeah, I've never been to Blackpool. Yeah, by doing all the things that you used to do to as a child. And one of the things we used to do as kids was we'd go as a family on holiday to Blackpool. Now, for those people who are not from these lands, Blackpool is basically the UK's Las Vegas. Mm, I wouldn't go that far. Let's... Well, it's, 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 it's not quite like Las Vegas because it's on the, on the sea. Yeah, let's just go Blackpool charmingly chaffed. Charmingly chaffed. Well, we were walking along the promenade uh, into the city centre and we went past this place and it was called Pat's 10p Bingo. Basically, it was a, a small bingo hall that cost 10p. And it was owned by Pat. And it was owned by Pat. And I was like, Ben, we've got to go in. We've... And you were like, no, 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 I want to go and see the town and all that. We'll do it on the way home. What happened on the way home? But 10p bingo was closed. I was so pissed off. And I was like, if if it's, you know, at, at that point, the, the holiday was pretty much ruined for me. But you had your redemption. We went back the next day and Pat's 10p bingo was open again. And we won big, people. Like, we, big. Big. Big time. This bingo hall was full of elderly ladies. You know, they'd come straight from their blue rinses and they were kind of winning and winning and winning. And then we won a couple of games and we were like, oh my goodness, we might be able to get the Star Wars plushie toy here. I know. It, it was like playing bingo with the cast of Cocoon. Absolutely. But, you know, we joke, but the two ladies next to us knew that we really wanted the Star Wars plushie toy. So they gave us some of the tokens that they won so we could go up and see Pat. We met Pat. And we exchanged our tokens for a little Stormtrooper doll. And we were so happy. Um, and we went back to the hotel. And we've still got the doll now. So, you know, happy mem really happy memories. To be fair, it was a great holiday. So I really, really enjoyed my time in Blackpool. Again, he's charmingly chav. I mean, we did see this guy throwing money and cursing at the guy selling donuts. And the illumination. <laughs> I, I love how one of your best memories of Blackpool is basically a fight in a donut shop. I think it describes Blackpool very well. Well, it? no, but we saw the illuminations yeah. and we did we did the you know the gay scene. Um, and I said to Ben, I said if we're going to Blackpool, we have to stay in a bed and breakfast where I can touch both walls uh, while I'm laid in bed, and also that we can't properly fit into the bathroom. And we couldn't, we couldn't barely fit on the toilet seat. And not because we're fat, by the way. No, I mean, we do not have asses the size of small countries. It was just tiny. And the bed and breakfast was run by this matriarch. You know, she'd obviously had a perm in the 80s and then hadn't washed her hair since she just put hairspray in every day. She smoked like a chimney. She swore like a trooper. And we went down for breakfast and she kind of worked out that Ben had a slightly strange accent. And she said, you know, while she was serving the, the sausage and fried bread, she said, you know, where are you from? And Ben said, I'm from Argentina. And she said, oh, we're at war with you guys. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is a little bit hostile. I just I just want some bacon, love. I know, I know. But to be in, in her defense, I don't I, I didn't take offense or anything like that. I just think that when you're from somewhere that people don't have information about, they just use the only piece of information they have and try to relate to you uh, in that way. So I think it was well intended. I, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was still way inappropriate, but uh, and inaccurate. But I don't know. I just I I can't say I took offence for it from it. I'm not being funny though. But if I went to Iraq on a package holiday, the first thing I said when getting off the aeroplane would not be, "So what about Saddam?" Eh? Probably not. But Baghdad is not Blackpool, is it? 
<laughs> very, <laughs> that's very true. Baghdad is not Blackpool. What is Blackpool? Charmingly charged. And you know what? You need to get on the blower to the tourist board in Blackpool because I think that is a winning slogan for next year's summer season. Blackpool Tourist Board, you're welcome. You heard it here first. Well, you know, I think we've got we've gone from um, you know, having no buildings to um the delights of Blackpool. I'm not really sure how we got there in the end, but I think we've kind of opened Pandora's box and we've kind of aired it out a little bit, haven't we? Yeah. Um and I think now we can move on and talk about some of those niche differences between our two cultures and, and what makes us tick, what makes us unique, but also I think what makes us similar as well. So basically what we're going to do is we are going to argue and make up. But instead of doing it in private, we're going to do it in a podcast. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me too. Bring it on. And in the meantime, if you do want to get in touch with us, of course, we're all over the socials. We love social media. Well, some of them anyway. We're on Twitter at BarebackPod. You can find us on Facebook searching Bareback. And on Instagram, it's very confusing, we're at BarebackPodcast. And if you are old-fashioned and want to send us an email, you can do so at barebackpodcast at gmail.com. Do people still send emails? Don't know. Prove us wrong, people. Send us an email. Great stuff. We'll see you next week. See you next week.